When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, IDP Army? Welcome into this week's episode. We have the week 11 rankings, IDP rankings for you, as well as taking some of your questions from the chat. Uh, it is Saturday. You're probably watching college football. You're probably tinkering with your lineups. Let's help you get those set. Let's get ready for week 11 fantasy football. Let's go get some W's. Stick around. It's going to be a great show. Hit that thumbs up button. As always, thank you to our Patreons. You all keep the lights on around here. We appreciate that. If you're not a Patreon, go join the Patreon now. There's a link in the description. You can support the channel for as little as a quarter a weekday, five days a week. We don't ask for much around here, and we give a lot. So uh, we'd love to have you with us. Welcome in, Mace Riney. What's up, bro? Dude, what's going on? Thanks for having not me Not much. Just up. Basking in the glory of a Saturday morning slash afternoon, um, okay. grinding out these rankings. You know, you know the biz. Yeah, it's hard work, but someone's got to do it, right? Someone's got to get out there and <laughs> give the public the IDP rankings. That yes, sir, we have to get them. Uh, last week I had Leo on, which was awesome. Uh, I really wish you could have been with us last week, but you were unable to join. But he was a good time, man. Yeah, dude's uh, knowledgeable as hell. Uh, definitely knows his stuff. He's up there in the rankings consistently. Um, I think, I mean, he's been around the fantasy space, I think for a while, he said he's been playing for a while when I talked to him, but, uh, kind of new to it, just, I guess in Twitter, but, um, definitely I've gained knowledge from him and stuff since I've connected with him. So that's really cool that you got him on the show. So. Yeah. He said, uh, he says his first year doing rankings that he's been, you know, playing IDP and fantasy for a while. And I was like, you're really good at it. He yeah. like, <laughs> kind of took it seriously out the gate. Right. So I was like, well, it shows. I was like, I mean. Kudos, congrats. I was like, you know, it's a small group of guys, but we all kind of know each other, and it's pretty competitive. And I was like, I mean, hats off to you getting high up there week, you know, for the first part of the season. Um, he's gunning for that number one spot year one, and that's the attitude we like around here. We don't we don't wait to earn our stripes. No, we just we just go to war. And shout out to Leo, honorary IDP member. Uh, appreciate him being on last week. So if you all have any questions, you can field them in the chat. Uh, make sure you go subscribe to both of our podcast feeds. We have four different podcasts now. Our YouTube shorts are happy. We're having a lot of fun on YouTube shorts. I need to get more college football guys going in there. I did two this week. Um, who are some good guys, Mace, that I should put in the uh, the YouTube shorts that are college football? College football? Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of getting started right now, so I don't really have a lot of names aside from, like, I guess the bigger guys. I'm more like offensive geared, I guess, during the season and then postseason. I kind of gear into the defense. No, I'm, I mean, I'll do offensive too. I mean, we're just trying uh, to run the numbers. Right Dorian now. Thompson Robinson, man, out of uh, UCLA, their quarterback. He's electric, and I really think he's uh, undervalued as a player. A lot of people. Say all right. That. All right. So we'll get so, in on that. Get that SEO pumping. 
get that uh, get that search value going. Um, you guys know how it is. We're going to go ahead and pull up some of the notes. So if you listen to the waiver wire show, some of these got talked about, some did not. Uh, and then we'll also on the same tab, we have Mace's rankings for the week. We're doing Mace's rankings because generally speaking, they're better than mine. They have definitely been picking up the last couple of weeks. So uh, you guys can go check out both of our rankings on the site. Also check out Fantasy Pros, but uh, we're going to pull those up now. Man, it's been crazy to see Max Crosby really not break out, but solidify himself wow. as a top dog. Um, and here he is again, number one in your rankings. Gets Denver, gets Russell Wilson this week. Uh, Nick Bosa coming in at two, and then TJ Watt at three. The disrespect, Mace, I swear. <laughs> what is going on here? Uh, it's Honestly, it's just because I'm not sure if Kyler Murray is going to play. So if Cole McCoy comes in, pocket passer, he does have a quick release. But uh, on the big stage, different country, Monday night, I think Bosa is going to feast. That's kind of where he lives and loves to play. So Yeah. I agree 100%. I mean, you can't go wrong with any of these top four. Miles Garrett, uh, you know, Josh Allen doesn't get sacked a lot, and Miles Garrett has not been overly prolific. So you might be a little bit scared playing him. I know I have him in some lineups, and I don't feel great about it, but I think five is definitely a reasonable, good spot to have him. Brian Burns at six. You got Aaron Donald seven, and then Jonathan Allen coming in at eight. That rounds out your top tier guys here. Uh, only one D tackle. You got Aaron. Oh, I guess Jonathan Allen's a D tackle yeah. too. So you got two D tackles in your top eight. Love to see that. Yeah. Um, I really like the Brian Burns for Baltimore too. I think he has a chance for quite a few tackles for loss with their kind of weird running back situation. Um, and even Lamar Jackson, you know, tucking and running, those will end up being tackles for loss at some point too if they're not sacked. So love those guys. Anybody outside of your top eight that you really wanted to squeeze in that you couldn't? Um, I don't. I like Hubbard. Hughes is all right. He's too streaky. Daniel Hunter's always reliable. I would love to give more love to Judon. He's also streaky. Buckner's getting a bump as well as uh, Grover. I think Grover Stewart just made my top 40 as well because Quiddy pays out. Um, I Dude, would he's been so him. consistent this season, Grover Stewart. He's been killing it, stepping up in a major way. Yeah, I put him on my bench last week in a league, and I remember when I was doing it thinking – you would tell other people not to do this. And I was like, what are you doing? And it was like this weird, like deja vu moment. I just did it anyway. And of course, like in the first like five minutes that game, he had sack. And I was like, yeah. you didn't even like have to get inception. I mean, it just like literally was just like, boom, boom. Like, yeah, <laughs> So crazy? do not fade old Grover too, too much, ladies and gentlemen. He is a beast. Um, let's take a peek here at Matthew Judon. I've heard or the boys on offensive points were talking about him as being a guy potentially to look at in the um, – Defensive player of the year. Oh, man. That's old stuff. What is this? Fancy pro, get your shit together. Oh, my goodness. All right. This is unlookatable. Fantasy pros. Let's get some UI people on your IDP <laughs> stuff. Um, <clears throat> all right. Let's take a look. 44 pressures, 12 sacks. That's, that's pretty yeah, cool. That's right crazy. Jadarius um, Smith has more pressures, though, doesn't he? Who's that? Zedaria Smith. Not that I care about pressures. Like, don't. That was. Um, I could. I have to look it up by position. It's not that he's doing. He's doing work in the sack column. So yeah, Hargrave as well, man. That's another guy. That's uh, one of those forgotten defensive tackle guys that came up. Yeah, Rugeru Hargrove's been that dude the last two years. Yeah, and he's been pretty good. He's flexed again this year. I wish the Steelers would have kept him. Um, Total beast. Love seeing him at ten. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Like. Especially in IDP one two three scoring, I don't know if that's where you default when you make these. Probably not, just because you're trying to win. But in the IDP <laughs> one two three scoring, you know, defensive tackles 
deserve to be high. And even in yeah. this scoring, you know, I mean, Mace is a good ranker, y'all. I mean, I'm not just blowing smoke up his ass. I mean, he's got one, two, three in his top 20. Plus, we had Aaron Donald. Four, um, four Jeffrey Simmons. Four defensive tackles. So, if people are out here just kind of giving you this um, canned advice where it's like, yeah, just play a defensive end. Just always play the edge guy. Don't take reductive fantasy football advice anymore. You don't have to do that in IDP. It's it's a little bit more uh, there's a little bit more going on here these days than there maybe used to be. Um, I think so. there's something more consistent about a defensive tackle, especially a good one. A guy like Aaron Donald, who you know he might not get a sack every game, but he's going to get tackles. He's going to create havoc. Jonathan Allen, who might be the most forgotten defensive tackle. Unless it's like the true IDP. Well, the other thing I noticed about D tackles, I feel like maybe this is untrue, but it feels like when they have big games, they have big, big games. And when they have low games, they're still not bad. You know what I mean? Like I feel like their their floor is almost sometimes a little bit safer, even and their ceilings yeah. just as high as a true edge. No, for sure. DL2 certified. And that's kind of what I do with my rankings. I look at guys who have the potential to be DL1 on a week-to-week basis, and you put those guys in the top tier, and you just kind of shuffle them around like we saw with, you know, your both. Jerry Hughes, 15, very, very high on him this week, it looks like. Yeah, he has those uh, really big weeks, though. Washington's got a Heineke at quarterback, and I'm not really sure what they're doing at running back. J.D. McKissick just got put on IR, so they're going to have to throw the ball. It would be cool if they had a dark mode for this. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, ah! You're all wearing sunglasses. Welcome to the, to the show. Um, all right, we'll go ahead and finish this out. Hassan Reddick, 18. You got Jeffrey Simmons, 19. Alex Highsmith at 20. He's been having a great season. Started out hot, and he has kept it up. Leonard Williams, Cam Hayward, Aiden Hutchinson, 23, and Trey Hendrickson, 24. Um, man, Aiden Hutchinson's been looking good. I like him a lot. Gets the New York Giants this week. How's old uh, Daniels doing? Daniel Jones. Did you hear what Saquon Barkley calls him? Vanilla no. Vic. Really? He's like, yeah, in the huddle, he's like, come on, I want to see that Vanilla Vic. And he's like, well, okay, all right. I mean, he's Daniel Jones, man. I don't know. I don't really know what to think of that Giants team. They started off really hot, and it's I, I'm still not completely sold on it. So. All right, well, let's scoot on over to these linebacker rankings. That's what people really want. If y'all want to go to Underdog Fantasy and play some Underdog with us, we do have a $100 deposit match bonus with them right now. Click the link in the description if you want to do that. Um, or you can support the channel, join the Patreon. That's probably the better move. Keep an eye out for some merch, too. I know Black Friday is coming up. That's a week from yesterday. So may have something up my sleeve over here, over here. Keep your eyes and ears open, IDP Army. You never know. All right, so Tier 1, Mace's linebackers this week. You got C.J. Mosley, T.J. Edwards. Shout out to the, uh, the the initial gang. We got Nick Bolton, Roquan Smith, another initial gang, T.J. Watt, Fred Warner, Zier Franklin, and then Micah Parsons coming in at 8. C.J. Mosley all the way up at 1. Is that just because you think that the, the New England Patriots are going to run the ball like a lot, or what, what's your thought process there? Um, I just – I think that – I mean, both teams struggle with moving the ball down the field, but I think that the strong point of both teams is their defense. So I think, like, they're going to be have a lot of opportunities, and I don't really think Mac Jones is one to push the ball down the field with uh, deep plays with anyone that they currently have on their roster, maybe if I'm like Jacoby Myers. It's going to be Stevenson, and I'm not sure how Damian Harris is, but um, either way, I think mostly he's going to lead this week. This is weird seeing Roquan Smith and all this purple. Right. But he also uh, kind of fits in, I feel like. 
He's just a mean, great player, dude. He's, he's I mean, they have a pedigree of linebackers. But the dog in him. <laughs> That's going to be and so Nice tackle totals from old CJ Mosley. Yeah. Fancy tackle totals. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. No, I'm nice. that. I'm really yeah. what you're getting out of him. Honestly, the New York the New York Jets defense is actually just like really good. I think uh, I don't know if CJ Mosley is a huge part of that or not, but I mean for them to beat Josh Allen, like it wasn't like the offense like was prolific. Like this defense kept them in check, um, yeah. and they've been putting people in check all season. So you know that is you know begins with the run game, but also I mean they got Sauce Gardner out there. Their pass rush isn't really. I mean is Carl Lawson doing anything? Yeah. They're very good, and they have a young front as well. Is he getting any sacks this year? How many sacks will Carl Lawson got? Dang, he got a few. One, two, three. Okay, four. Yeah, a few. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad, but I mean, didn't they pay this guy like a trillion, million, million dollars? <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at these point totals. Those aren't good point totals. No, that's not, that's, yeah, you don't feel good about that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's again. This is this is this is this has been his mo: low tackle numbers, low low actual play numbers, just pressures. Like he's he's like the he's the antithesis of a pressure player. Um, he made a lot of money off of it, so good for him. Don't get points off of those though. <laughs> no, you don't. Well, you do on fantasy Twitter, apparently. But we won't go into that. I, 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 I love pressures myself. It's a nice stat to look at. Yeah, it's a great stat. You know, I love paying PFF for pressure stats. It's great. <laughs> Speaking of which, thank you because literally, oh my gosh, I need to check because I think I'm about to, they're probably going to re up my PFF subscription because I got the Black Friday deal two years ago, canceling it. Just FYI, I'm canceling my PFF subscription before they take that money out of my account. Not saying you should or shouldn't, whoever's out there watching this, but you should. Take that money, dump it into this channel, watch. Big thing. Okay, speaking of big things, speaking of this channel, speaking of the fantasy football space as a meta, Mace, tell people all your thoughts and opinions, if you dare, if you care, about fantasy receipts and just the general sort of discourse that seems to be happening right now on fantasy twitter which i mean we can put the quotes around it and belittle it but that's where we do business that's where we chop it up that's where we shake hands that's where we whisper in yeah. each other's ears that's where shit fucking happens for us and the people so i think it's relevant and i think that one or two very loud voices on twitter are not a great representation of what everybody may think or feel about the situation so wanted to offer you a moment to share any thoughts or opinions you may have with the good people of the idp army and everywhere else out there yeah well just like in real life um when you speak it bounces off the walls and other people can hear it it just so happens that whenever you do that online it's permanent um if you have a bad take and it gets exposed for me personally i would look at it as more of like a rite of passage that's just me i don't want to speak for anyone else i mean it wouldn't really affect me i mean i was thumping blake martinez i thought Gigi smith schuster was going to go off I mean, honestly, when, when I first started scouting, I, my, my biggest fail was I was like, Patrick Mahomes is garbage. But, I mean, I, I, exactly, and that's so laughable. But I don't know. Maybe in another scheme, another university does, but not in this one. But at the end of the day, you're going to be wrong, or at least, I mean, I aim to be right 100% of the time, but that's not realistic. And it's not yeah. realistic to think that you know everything that's going on. But at the same time, I understand that it is personal because, I mean, at least for me, I'm spending my time – and my time is money 
doing something that I love and putting my opinions out there. And when someone takes a dump on it, like that doesn't feel good, whether I'm right or wrong, like you could be right. And someone will still tell you you're wrong until they're blue in the face. Like the sky's blue. Like, no, bro, it's red. Like, dude, you don't understand, but maybe it is from their perspective. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So um, it's all in the eye of the beholder. And I don't know, I wouldn't take it personally, but I understand why people do. Um, I understand why it's not for everyone, but honestly, I think that to some instance it's needed just to kind of maybe not like a slanderish way, but it's nice to be told where you fail because then you can pick yourself up and learn from that mistake or learn from that process that you had opposed to just sitting there and like defending it, defending it, defending it. Well, why are you defending it? What, what went wrong? Why, how can you improve from this? Maybe you don't do that in like an area where you're going to do that in front of everyone, but go back and do it. Maybe write an article about it, spit it out and put the knowledge out that way and be like, yeah, I was wrong. Here's why do something like that. That would just kind of be what I would do about it. So that's, that's the, that's the, that's that alchemy, you know, that's that influential, that emotional alchemy, taking the negative energy because it's energy Mm. and you, the individual taking it in, repurposing that energy into a positive, constructive, meaningful thing. Exactly. And that is, that's a great perspective. And I, I agree. And that's kind of how I, I think it's a funny account fantasy receipts. I don't think, I think people are trying to make it into something that it's not. They can't control the comments that other people say. Nobody can control what other people say. So to say, so to to blame an account or people for empowering these people to say, take crap, it's just very ironic, especially from the loud people that seem to be uh, unhappy about it. They're some of the most rude, condescending people on Twitter in general. They don't even engage their audience. So it's just, you kind of reap what you sow. That's kind of where I'm at on it, you know, and you can do that and you can make it constructive and meaningful, or you can take that and you can take personal affront to it. You can let your ego consume you and make it all about you. And that's your prerogative, but don't be, uh, don't be shocked when everybody doesn't think that your opinion is the right opinion. My, my, what it always comes to to me is a troll is going to troll. First time I ever saw a troll, I don't know if you've seen Happy Gilmore. The dude's just out there calling a jackass. And it's like, he's finally just getting on his game. He's really got a stroke down. He's learning how to putt. And this guy just throws him off to the point to where he almost gets kicked off the course. And whenever I get someone that's barking at me or something like that, I have to like, I sit myself down. And I think of that scene. I remind myself that it's bigger than just what is going on at that moment. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, it's, it is what it is. It, it's, it's not fantasy receipts is not going away. The conversation is not going to go away. Um, so I think it's something that, more people should feel comfortable speaking their truth and opinion on not just people who feel they're entitled to say whatever they want and that they represent everybody. Anyway, moving on, um, go check out fantasy receipts. We're trying to get their merch on our channel. We're trying to do things, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) believe it or not, we're trying to turn that bad energy into positive shit over here. I don't know what everybody else is doing. So anyway, Jared Avis, how's it going guys? Start eight and Oh, and on a two game losing streak, also lost cup, also lost, John Allen been screwing me over. Should I play Grover over him or Deion Jones this week? I would maybe play Grover over Jonathan Allen, though. What what are your thoughts? Because you have him ranked pretty high. I I would play Jonathan Allen. If you have to play two, I would go Allen and Grover just because I don't know about Deion Jones. He's good for football. He's good at calling, but everyone else is eating aside from him. So I and they have so many they have so many capable guys on that Browns defense. Nobody is really a true star or alpha, in my opinion, except yep. Miles Garrett. Yeah, so it's like Deion Jones came in, and it's not like it's like, oh my gosh, like Deion Jones is like lights out the best, second best defensive player on this team. 
It's just like Deion Jones is another linebacker. We got five of them right now. Yeah. Um, half of them are hurt, you know. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I like Grover. It's, it's tough to it's tough to bench Grover. Like I said at the beginning of the show, to me, it's like I benched him, even though I knew I shouldn't have, and I paid for it. I don't want that for you. Like I said, I would have told anybody else not to do that. <laughs> You're telling yourself, stop, stop. Uh, <laughs> I care about y'all more than myself. Believe it. <laughs> Believe it. Um, all right, Rugeru says, I'm learning that there are definitely QBs that shy away from, from a defensive prospect. Can't y'all share your thoughts on QBs that shy away to shy away from? QBs to shy away from in like rookie season or like this week, like in fantasy. Um Rue, I know you're still here watching, so we'll wait for the clarity on that. Should I play Grover over Jonathan or Deion Jones or Flex? All right, he's back at it again. He just wants to answer. I'm going to play Grover over Deion Jones. Damn, that's it. <clears throat> there he is. Hey, Mace, what? where do you have Winfield and Cam? Okay, yeah, I'll bring the rankings back up, y'all. Sorry, I just – I wanted Mace and I to digress while we were still fairly early in the show and talk about, um, you know – the community the place where we do our work and you know say our things uh one more thing here real quick from the chat before we go over there um yeah if you have a question ask it we'll try to get to it you know that super chat button works real nice we love that don't have to do it not obligated to but uh my kids are starving so save them um all right so your tier two linebackers and then we'll get to the defensive backs rue uh bobby wagner at nine that feels that feels scary doesn't that feel scary no, it is. He's had upside. Andy Dalton's still in for some reason. I think uh, I think New Orleans front office is sandbagging. They're not giving Jameis Winston a fair shot. No, I hope he's in. Yeah, I there's another guy that I completely whiffed on that I thought was going to do great things. <laughs> but um, yeah, Bobby Wagner's been a bit of a roller coaster ride, but as you can see right there, his last two weeks, he's got well over 20, what, 24 tackles? Yeah, 20. Or, yeah, something like Averaging that. about 23 the last yeah, two weeks. It did get pretty scary, though, midseason, as it did for a couple guys, honestly. Um, but he's kind of been coming back into the mix. And I think as the uh, playoff tension gets kind of more settled in for the NFC West and the Rams, I think he's going to have to step up in a major way and make some plays. So Yeah, I mean, the Rams, the cracks are showing. Again, I've said the last couple of weeks, it just is, cracks me up that Sean McVay is like, oh, I think I might retire now. I'm like, of course <laughs> no, you are. As soon as the going gets tough, he's fuck, He's like, get me out of here. Dude. <laughs> I don't want nothing to do with this shit. It's like, I got a bowl, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're going to be lucky to be a 500 team this year, the way yeah. it looks. I mean, they got New Orleans coming up. They'll probably win that one. They ain't beating Kansas City. They aren't beating the Seahawks. No. They're going to struggle to beat Las Vegas, and Las Vegas sucks right now. They'll struggle to beat Green Bay because it'll be in Green Bay. I mean, yeah, they're – what a joke. And they lost Cooper Cup. And it's just funny. It's like they lost Cooper Cup, and it's like they can't do anything. Yeah. It's like, what happened to Boy Wonder, super genius? Like, wasn't the ringer giving this guy, like, a free podcast last year? He just got to hang out with Peter Schrager and <laughs> was raking in that dough, Sean McVay. Love it. Love it. All right, so let's see here. Tier 2 linebackers, you got Kendricks, who had a big game last week, helped win that game for the Vikings. That was um, what a great I mean their season right now is just so fun to watch like every that game was insane like I sat here and I started to live stream because the reaction because I thought Kirk was going to run it in and then he didn't and then like 10 other amazing plays happened after that I was like last play of the Vikings game no there was like a whole game played after that snap it was insanity um I was going to the Niner game I was on a train actually we had like 17 people hurling around a phone we're all drinking beers, like yelling, like, what's going on? Oh, 
So we're like yelling it down the train and people were cheering. It was, dude, it was a great game, man. Amazing game. And honestly, I'm so happy, so happy the Vikings pulled it off. Yeah. Like, yeah, it makes me so happy. Like they, they are a good team. Like they, and they are what their record shows. Eric Kendricks made that play. Harrison Smith made those plays. Justin Jefferson made those plays. Guess who threw Justin Jefferson the ball? I said this the other day. I've seen two fourth and 18s in my life that I can remember vividly. Um, one was Patrick Mahomes to Tyreek Hill in the playoffs against Baltimore. Fourth and 18. Hit him. The other one was in that game. Fourth and 18. It was almost the same route off to the right there, except Justin Jefferson wasn't wide open. Tyreek was wide open for whatever reason. Baltimore secondary. Anyway, um, but amazing catch. Like, but who threw him that ball? And I've been saying this for so long. Kirk Cousins has been throwing balls like that since 2015 to bums. Bums. <laughs> now that he's got dogs around him, you're seeing like they all are elevating each other. They're all going out there. And the, the crazy thing is when they took that snap in the end zone, it would have been so easy for those guys to just be like, this game's over, like whatever, like minimal play. Eric Kendricks came fucking ready to jump on that ball. Like, just watch that play over and over. It's so inspiring to me. It's so inspiring because Kirk Cousins failed to – I mean, like, what a low moment for that team. And they all went out there. And when that snap happened, they weren't like, this is over. They were like, there's a whole game happening right here, and they fucking won it. Crazy shit, crazy shit. I'm just ranting now, but it was amazing. It's that's what I love about football. And playing IDP fantasy football – that made was, that uh, even exactly. so much better. Every single mo- movement on the field Ooh. means something. So yes. get with the program, y'all. If you ain't, if you're watching this, you probably are, and we appreciate that. Um, to tell somebody, you know what I'm saying? Somebody. Tell somebody. Don't hide your light under under a hill. You know what Don't I mean? Or that. under a basket. That's, that's biblical. Don't do right? that. You gotta get let your little light shine. <laughs> your little IDP light. <laughs> <laughs> we need to sell little IDP lighters, bro. Oh, be like, bro. Get your little light shine. <laughs> oh, we're in the wrong business. I guess we just need to be creatives, straight up. All right, so Rashawn Evans is melting people's faces out here finally, uh, <laughs> which is amazing to see. You, you you love to see it. We've been looking at these linebackers forever, so I want yeah. to get to the DBs. Um, Jack Sand, Miles Jack. I want to know what do you think about Miles Jack rest of season? Because I'm terrified to play him right now. I, dude, I don't know what to think. He's just in a spot to where if he goes off and he gets, you know, linebacker 15, which I think might be his up right now, that's okay. But also if he falls to, like, linebacker 38, then, yeah, okay, that's kind of what I felt. His like. snaps were just, like, so – like, he was back at full practice, and then he played, like, almost none this last week. He didn't play. You know what I mean? Like, I think that it might be messing around with Robert Spillane, but I think it might be more a Spillane jack because I just feel like Devin Bush – I mean, Devin Bush is just a ghost. Like, he's out there, but it's just like – Dude, half the time. I mean, he's he's literally, like, you got 10 minutes. If you were going to get like a Getty image of like a generic defensive player, it's going to bring up Devin Bush. <laughs> generic, generic created player number 54. Oh my God. <laughs> Poor guy, Devin Bush. Let's just, we got to give him a little pub now, show him some love. He's a person too, y'all. He's trying. Y'all here getting his. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
three tackles a game. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, you got to get a better picture than that, too. Oh, we got to talk to your people. All right. All right. <laughs> Let's go look at these DBs, and then I'll slide over to the chat where I'm sure y'all are going off as per usual. Um, so let's see what Mace has got going on with the Antoine versus Cam Curl thing. Uh, top of his rankings, though, Derwin Harrison, Jan- or go Harrison Smith, CJ Gardner Johnson, very high this week. Legeria Sneed, Jaquan Brisker, love to see that. Six, Donovan Wilson, and then seven, you got Minka Fitzpatrick. I think Minka is still questionable, right? But I see he's I'm, playing, man. That's is he? I, I saw a report that said. Like, it's incredible. Oh, he's out there. He's going to play. And I'm like, dude. Wild. That he just right. had I, an organ removed from his body. A little bit just in case if they decide to snack at him. But it, he won't go lower than 15. I'll say that. Nice. If I looks, like you have, looks like Cam Curl is here at eight. So you have him over Winfield this week. Yeah. Uh, Winfield, they have other pieces as well. Um, I'm not even really sure where I have Winfield if I even have him on there. Do I leave him off? You might not have put him back. It's it's possible, and I do this a lot. Like you may not have yeah. slide him back yeah, in. Yeah, maybe I accidentally put him out. Or something. Or I do. Are they on by this week? Isn't Tampa Bay on by? Oh, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what it is. All right, Rugaroo, you're out here trying to catch a slip. <laughs> you caught me laughing, bro. You got me. <laughs> hey, what it is what it is. Rashawn um, Evans or Roquan rest of season. Ooh, that's that's kind of icy. Okay. Rapture um, here. Rokon hasn't really found his footing yet as far as IEP goes, but I think he will. I'm going to just go out and say Rokon. However, if it's the trade deadline and you can swap for Evans and another piece, someone that'll help your roster, then maybe do that if that's what you're asking. But if you have both of them, um, it's a good problem to have. Huh. So, buh, 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 buh. I go Rokon. So he's the only played one game, or did he play two games with Baltimore? Um, I, I wish they would say what team he was yeah, on in this game. I'm trying to read here. 12 days ago, he said he would make his debut on Monday. So I think that was the Tampa Bay game. Oh, yeah. So then he doubled up. Yeah. So, but he's only had 10 combined tackles in his first two starts there. You don't love to see that. Yeah. Well, so sure what's going let's on. take a look at Rashawn Evans. Look up, actually. Who is a total beast? We've been shouting him out on this channel for a while. Just took him getting to the Ravens to hit his ceiling, but he got a hell of a ceiling on him. Woo! Look at all those tackles, dude. 10, 12, 9, 13, sprinkle in a sack, sprinkle in a forced fumble. I'm sure there are pass deflections in there too. Go lobby sleeper to add that to this metric box over here. Well, I think yeah, that's so close. Right? That's like, so close. I don't want to get caught with the name effect, though, and I feel like that's what's happening to me after we've just looked at this because we know what Evans is. We know what he's capable of. I'm, I'm sitting here. I can click out of here. We can look at the whole season real fast. All right, so here's our top dogs. Roquan, 191 points. Rashawn Evans at 184. Rashawn Evans is way out snapping him, though, like almost over 100 extra snaps, and he's got 10 extra tackles. A little less efficient, but – if he keeps getting all this work with the Falcons, it might be Rashawn Evans' year. Yeah. All right. Crazy as it is, don't tell anybody we said this. <laughs> We're going Rashawn Evans. Got to do it, man. Josh Allen typically doesn't doesn't take sacks exactly. Do you? Oh, okay. So do you guys list QBs that don't take sacks? That lots of negative points, plays. I look it up whenever I am looking at my rankings. Like if I see somebody takes a lot of sacks or I know just somebody like two years ago, like I just Daniel Jones was awful or whatever, okay. you know, he just fumbled and got sacked 24 seven. So it was like, no matter who was playing him, even if it was the worst edge rusher in the whole world, 
you know, I made sure that he was like fairly high in my rankings because it's like, I mean, Josh Allen or, you know, Daniel Jones is going to give him points, you know, and if he's fumbling the ball, that means there's even more upside with returns, with touchdowns, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I do look at that stuff personally from time to time. Uh, so you know, I've, I've got to cut like a five list here. Uh, most sack quarterbacks in the league, number one, Justin Fields, number two, Joe Burrow, number three, Russell Wilson, number four, Matthew Stafford, even though he missed a game. And number five, Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones has been scrambling a lot, just like Fields has. Burrow's line is atrocious. But um, I would, yeah. I would caution people to be a little worried about that though, because a lot of Joe Burrow sacks happen in week one. Like you can get these outlier games where That's guys get sacked. Like Sam Ellinger got sacked like nine times. He's probably super high <laughs> on that list, but he's only played like three games of football. Yeah, for sure. So it's like you can get these outlier guys where it's like they're not going to get sacked eight times every game, but yeah. it can boost them up in that. So I would, you know, I wouldn't. It's not the Bible, but it is part of my process. Everything's available. Killing in my league. Had to trade away Luvu for Pittman. Get out of here, Jay Wiz. Wait, what? You're like cut off. Offensive Pittman? It has to be. There's only one Pittman. That's one good. That's bad. That's, you traded Luvu for Pittman? That's good, isn't it? No, we are, I'm anti-Michael Pittman. This is my oh, brand. Oh, okay. I'm like, what? Well, that's that's There's no reason here. There's no logic. Okay. okay. JK. Michael Pittman sucks. You drafted him too high. Now, if you <laughs> traded Frankie Lou before, okay, that's okay. fine. Like, I'm okay, okay with that narrative. But I the general narrative of Michael Pittman all offseason was like, oh, pay up. He's going to be so good. He's a consensus top 12 wide receiver. Think about that. Stuff. Like, that's not a – like. That's some weird ass shit, but that's where people were at. Not and now you're able to trade Frankie Louvu for him. Okay. Now I'm fine with that in reality. Like, yeah. that's good. Yeah. But for the brand, I have to just keep dunking on Michael. <laughs> Dunk away. Gotta. Somebody's gotta. You yeah. know what's crazy? I'm just, it's, it's I just watched, or I'm just, I'm almost done with um, The Last Dance, which I haven't finished. Grew up in the Jordan era. People yeah. always be like, oh, your name's Jordan. Were you named after Michael Jordan? I got that question a lot as a kid in the 90s. Were you named because of Michael Jordan? Did like, you? that's how big this dude was. The way he talks, the competitive nature of him, the way he just, like, rides people, like, I'm so into that. Like, I'm so into, like, that level of, like, humanity. Like, where it's like, he just calling people on their bullshit. And I'm just like, that's why he was so great. And it's funny that people love that when you are great and when you can like actually quantifiably be that. But if people are trying to get to that level on the way up, they fucking hate it. You know what I mean? But it's like, you have to kind of be like that. You know, if you want to get the best out of people around you, sometimes you like, I love the thing where like I, Steve Kerr said he punched him in the chest. I was like, can you imagine a little white dude punching Michael Jordan in the chest at practice? You're fucking right. Michael Jordan respected his ass after that. Cause he yeah. gets it. He's like, fuck you, Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan's like, fuck you, Steve Carlin. And But it's just like, there's both so much better because of that. You know what I mean? Oh, like, cool. there is value in that sort of uh, mentality. So I'm loving watching that show. And it definitely uh, resonates with the the competitive nature of, of greatness. You know, I mean, you have to, to get the most out of the people around you and out of yourself sometimes. I mean, you don't think Michael Jordan talks shit like that to himself when he misses a ball? It's probably Please. worse. Please, exactly. He ain't saying nothing to you. He ain't said to himself. Thanks. Anyway, shout out Michael Jordan. Crazy to think Tennessee had Jayon, David Long, and Rashawn Evans at the same time. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Mike Vrabel's the way their defense works is just kind of odd. Nobody's really a superstar except Kevin Byard, and most of those guys aren't even known except for <laughs> Kevin Byard, which is insane. 
but that's literally like that team functions like that. Um, it is kind of weird to think about. Thanks, Evans. Also, let's get back to uh, Mesa's DB rankings here. Um, let's see here. Buda Baker at 11 versus San Francisco. Yeah, he usually steps up against uh, the Niners. But I don't know. I like that big stage narrative. I guess I'm kind of just rolling with it. I got Jalen Thompson, I think, not far behind him at 13. Man, you got Hafanga all the way down here at 15. I thought you were a Niners fan. So, okay, look, here's the deal. I, I am, but he's not – like, he is – Part of the defense but he steps up when he has to he's not like i wouldn't call him a role player because i feel that's disrespectful to uh how much work and how much potential he's risen through this season but um i feel like i'd rather put him on the outlier than having him out front and demanding it i feel like i would expect more from like sneed or someone like that than i would him he'll get you an interception and still finish around the 20s um yeah as you can see there it's just it's it's like popcorn it's inconsistent he just has those big weeks and that's what you love, but he's a, like a solid safety too for me. Like very comfortably, you put him there, you leave him there, and you don't change him unless it's the bye week. Fair. I think that's, that's a good way to describe player, and I love my Niners, but <laughs> I had to had to bring myself back to reality a little bit, man. I had him. I think last week I had him at like number one. And it's like, that's dude, you're going you... to the game. Calm down. Like, what are you doing? That's why <laughs> your rankings are the best. You, you try to remain as objective as possible. Thanks. I think Evans also. Okay, this is a funny one. Hamlin or Chin, rest of season. I think you just keep playing Hamlin at this point. That's what I would do. Chin is too risky for me. Even when he was on the field, him and Woods were splitting a lot of stuff as well, I believe. So, um, Bingo. And, I mean, coming off an injury, you're not allowed to say it, but, I mean, the number one indicator of having an injury is being injured before. So. I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather be a week late than a week early. <clears throat> All right, Felipe Del Rio says Dolcich Moreau. Maria. Can you help me with that? Moreau. Moreau. Foster Moreau, I guess they say that. T Hill or Conklin, pick one. I'm guessing that's Taysom Hill. And these are all <laughs> tight ends. I'm going to go Conklin here. Yeah. Um, let's see. Who's Who are the Saints playing? Uh, the Saints are playing the Rams. You know, I could see Taysom Hill coming out and running a touchdown and throwing one in. I'll spice it up. If you need a big play from your tight end spot, you go Hill. If you're looking for consistency and possibly a touchdown, you go for Conklin. But Conklin will get the targets, right? I think he's getting at least five every game still, isn't he? I don't know. Let me look that up before I just start. I can real quick. I got him right here. I can't get the targets, but I can at least see what he's been pulling in. He's still a top tight end for me. He's probably one of the pass catchers. Targets are a little inconsistent last few weeks, but when they're up, they're up. You know, 10. There aren't a lot of tight ends that could even push into that eight-target narrative, really. That's Kelsey Uh, right again. Yeah, man, it really is. Man, this isn't a bad little view right here. You can see uh, the box score, and then we're in the middle of the screen. I like that. Welcome to the new normal. (laughs) Um, all right, what we got here? He says, have no wide receiver. Barrios is my main wide receiver. Jeez Louise. Chase out, Cooper Cup, Hardman out. Uh, Shepard, I just hope your record's good so you can withstand the storm this week because I do not like your odds. You <laughs> for the top two wide receivers and punted the rest of them, man. Yeah. Braxton Barrios' name always makes me think of Cheerios. <laughs> Thank you for sending that to me now. <laughs> No, it's gonna happen. Uh, this isn't as good as a view, unfortunately. I'll change it back. There we go. That's better. Um, Sneed versus LA or Owens versus Chicago. I think well, I you had Sneed all the way up here at the top. Yeah, I'm gonna and go. You got Owens pretty high too, though. 
Owens yeah. versus uh, it says Washington here. My guy, Silver What's Raptor. That? Oh yeah, I was like, what? Um, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go Snead. I like Snead. That's what the rankings say. I'll go with it. I mean, Owens, been, oh, good. They're great. I guess the Chargers. I mean, yeah. it's it's just go with Snead. I I love him. He was one of my guys on the sleeper show this week. Well, this and, season, coming into the yeah. season. The Chargers don't have their number one or two wide receivers. So <laughs> maybe I'm not really even sure. All right, I'm gonna read these back off to the podcast people. We got ten Jalen Petrie, eleven Buda Baker, twelve Demar Hamlin, thirteen Jalen Thompson, fourteen Bond Bell, fifteen Talanoa Hafanga, sixteen Julian Love, seventeen J Ron Curse, eighteen. Jeremy Chin, 19, Richie Grant, 20, Deshaun Elliott. A little low for Deshaun Elliott. It is, man. He's had uh, – Kirby's been getting some tackles and stuff too, so he's been eating as well. Justin Simmons, I saw he was questionable, but I guess he's coming back this week, which is good. I need him in several lineups. Um, Eddie Jackson's been having a pretty good year. I'm glad you're not super-duper high on him. I saw him ranked in consensus like last week at like three or something, and I was yeah. like, what is going on here? Uh, <laughs> like, do we offer – like, are we that quick to forget who Eddie Jackson really is? Um, Kevin Byard at 23 and then Delp at 24. Jordan Poyer at 25. A little low there. You're just not expecting a lot to go on in that game? or I, I just like, don't – I haven't really seen a lot from him this year, I guess. He's been off and on, so I just kind of – And he has been dealing with injury. Him. So if he does go high, then it's all right. If he goes super low, then it doesn't – you know what I mean? It's not that horrible. I, I wouldn't yeah. feel comfortable starting him as a one. Uh, weary as a two. But if you got to flex him, that's uh, that's honestly where I feel with him personally, where I have the most comfortable. Hey, fair. Love it, love it, love it. Um well, I'll just give a little RIP to Jabril Peppers. I remember when I stand for him. But I don't know. What, he just needs to get away from Bill Belichick, I guess, um, and on a team that will use him like a regular safety. He'd be good on New Orleans. I think I, think I wouldn't mind that. Although he, he's he got a great soundbite against New Orleans. You remember that one? When, it's the uh, – when he and Malcolm Jenkins, it was two years ago, they were – or two or three years ago, and uh, they were going to overtime, and they did the coin flip. And I guess they went to a different – he's from Michigan and Malcolm Dick is from Ohio State, and they're both safeties. So there was a little bit of friction when they did the coin flip, and uh, Jabril Peppers won, and he just went off. He's just like, we want that ball. Fuck them. It's like I've wanted to add it to, like, some of our uh, – <laughs> do, you do you not remember that? That's like the I best sound by football. You got to send me that, dude. I got to see that. That's oh, my good. God. Now I'm just going to go find it. All right, y'all. The uh, the informational part of the show is pretty much done. You can ask us questions. But I'm gonna go find this video for Mace now, um, and anybody that decides to join us for the next two or three minutes, go get it, baby. But it's a good video. I've wanted to download it for a long time and add it here. Yeah. Um, hey, what? and I think that there's. All right, let's go here. Real peppers. Point toss. There it is. Third one. That's how you know it's good. Oh, yeah. I think the sound will play. <laughs> yes, sir. We want that ball. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> That's why I love the real peppers. I want to make that because you know, like how they, I want to make that one of our end screens. Like, 
We want boom. We want that ball. Fuck them. Like, yes, so that's oh, been on my mind for a while. Now I'm saying that I know I have that clip downloaded on my computer. So maybe that's something I'll do a side that's project nice. one of these nights. Um, yeah, Malcolm Jenkins is like, fuck, look at the look at this look on his face. No, he's, like, crazy. Hey. he's like, oh <laughs> hell no. <laughs> how'd I take an L on the coin toss? <laughs> yeah, how how you take an L on coin toss on your own shield, my guy? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> love him, love him. All right. Well, IDP Army. Um, we got a couple questions here. Rugaroo, of course I saw that game. <laughs> <laughs> Sutton or Ayuk, always Ayuk, never Sutton, never anything to do with, with uh, Russell Wilson. If Russell Wilson's a black like hole. If he's touching the ball before it gets to the guy, it's it's my dead ball. Kill it. You don't want it. Um, all right, y'all. Like I said, I don't have anything else really uplifting or meaningful to add. We will be back tomorrow morning, okay? Tomorrow morning at 10 Eastern, 11 Eastern. Um same similar to this, but actually basically just answering questions, starts to questions, offense, defense, special teams, the whole bit, IDP, dynasty, redraft. We don't care. Um, going over the news, going over who's in, who's out, um, and just having a good time in the morning, you know, drinking our coffee, chopping it up. Mace, are you going to be around by two? We're on daddy duty, unfortunately. That's why I had to hop on today. Um, All right. Well, we appreciate you being on, and thank you. We do oh, always a pleasure. We'll miss you tomorrow. I don't think Billy's going to be able to be on either because Billy messaged me yesterday and said his laptop is dead, like it died, died. So another reason, join the Patreon. We need to get Billy back up and running, y'all. Um, so, yeah, maybe it'll just be me. You know, sad, sorry, unfortunate souls. Maybe we can coax Bomber out of this cave. Bomb, God, bomb. Dude. You got to pull him out. Lasso him, dude. I know. He did one with me last year. It was a good time. Yeah. But All right. That's it from me. Do me a favor. Go down in the links in the description. Join the Patreon. Subscribe to both the podcast feeds. Like this video. Subscribe to this channel. Any final words, Mace, to the people? Uh, love you, Army. Let's uh, Don't fall out, man. Get back in formation. Let's keep it going. Let's get those ships. I know you're the one that signed up for all these leagues. You're the one that did all this to yourself. So pick yourself up. Set that shit up. And let's get those dubs, dude. We're here for a reason. You play it because you love to do it. Let's get you it. And it's always positivity rules, man. Yes, IDP and the P for positivity. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.